It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. Welcome to the rendezvous. Simon means Simon, just in French. So is my accent, straight from Paris. Talking of which, I haven't been home in uh, two years, which means I haven't seen my family in two years. Trust me, as soon as I can, I want to see my parents, that means Dilly, my brother and sister, my nephews, my goddaughter, I got. And so um, that's going to be part of the liberation process that I've been talking about online, on the show, and on social media. La liberation, liberation. Can't wait for it. I'm sure you can too. We are ready. So that said, let's talk about love and relationships with you calls coming up next. Bonjour, Nick. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Nick. What's going on? How can I help you with your girlfriend? So uh, we've been dating for three years. This is our first year that we moved in uh, together. And the issue is, uh, or it wasn't an issue until she moved in, uh, I used to play video games with my friends. Um, Typically, Mm -hmm. a session will last maybe like an hour. The thing is, she says she's totally cool about me playing video games. She doesn't mind. It's like me getting to do guide time. She gets it. But every time that I do play, I just pick up passive-aggressive vibes. Like, she's just on her phone, or she seems very kind of distant. We don't really have another TV in the house. And it just doesn't feel, like, it feels like I'm doing the wrong thing, even though she gave me permission to do it. I'm kind of trying to find, like, the bridge here. Do I have another conversation with her? Or do I just take her word for it and just kind of kind of do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, How old are you? I'm 32. Okay. Uh, And you're at what, PlayStation? Yeah, and just to clarify, uh, full-time job, bills are paid and stuff like that. It's not like I'm like some stoner guy playing video games. It's just something I enjoy, you know, just with the stress release. Sure. But here's the thing. I think many women will agree with me. The minute you stop playing video game, it's like a little boy. No matter how old you are, no matter how much money you make, this is the problem. The passive aggressiveness you feel, and you've got to ask her, how does that make you feel when I play video game? But most of uh, women friends I've known go crazy with this because for them, their son or the young guys play video games. After that, it's like very difficult to understand for some why would somebody past 20 or 25 would play video games. So I think the best way to solve this is to ask her, how does that make you feel when I play video game? To let her express how it feels. And then tell her it's not against her. It's a way for you to relax your mind. Like instead of drinking a glass of wine or smoking pot, you play video game, right? It's like relaxing your mind. So have the talk. Let her express exactly how that makes you feel. See if it's close to what I just said. And after that, you decide when you want to play and not. And I would justify myself by saying that it's the way I relax my mind after work. That's all. It's not against you. It's not I'm regressing to being 15. I just relax my mind. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll set up another, another combo with her just to make sure. Yeah, I mean, I, page, I, you know? I just think it's, the, it's a great conversation to have. How does that make you feel? And you'll get the truth, okay? Okay. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Nick, and have a good night. You too. Coming up, uh, I'm going to go answer Rosalie Twitter DM, uh, who has a question about dating, uh, and I want to help her. So her DM is next. So I just got a DM, actually, a Twitter DM at Monibu Radio from Rosalie, who goes, Bonjour, Simon. How do you know you can trust that the person you're dating won't hurt you? I'm struggling with that right now with someone I'm dating. I love her, but I'm scared of getting hurt again. Please help. 
That's a great question, actually. How can you trust the person dating won't hurt you? I'll tell you what I think. Next. So Rosalie is asking me a key question about her girlfriend. Uh, she goes, you know, how do you know, Simon, that you can trust the person you're dating won't hurt you? She's afraid of getting hurt again. Well, listen, who doesn't dare doesn't live. There is no guarantee. There's never. All we have is here and now, today, actually tonight. Right now. That's all we have. The past is gone. The future is unknown. So we don't live in fear. We live in today. No one can tell you you're not going to get hurt again. But otherwise, it means you're not living. Only dead people don't hurt anymore. They're gone, right? In a better world. So my advice is don't be afraid of being hurt. Be afraid of not feeling anything anymore. That's my answer. Who doesn't dare, doesn't live. And that goes for everything in life, not just love. I hope that helps you. Enjoy your girlfriend. You call the next. Bonjour, Claire. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Claire. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? Um, okay. So my boyfriend started learning the guitar um, this year, just sort mm -hmm. of like as an activity to do when we were quarantined. And lately he has decided to wake me up by serenading me with the guitar. Um, but he's horrible. <laughs> he's so toned up. <laughs> serenading you? Serenading me. He's, he's waking me up by singing me a love song, but he can't sing, and he's so bad at the guitar, and I don't know how to tell him to stop. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. Now, now, tell me, just between you and I, how does that make you feel every morning when you hear that damn guitar and all the serenading going on? Tell me honestly, how, how does that make you feel? It's starting to make me hate him. I love sleep more than anything, and it's the worst way. It makes my whole day, like, I'm groggy and angry. It sets, it sets me off in a, in a, for a bad day. <laughs> I can understand. Now, you know, I was thinking, of course you can't do that. Take the, you know, the guitar and break it on his head. But don't do that. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I've you know what I mean? It's like in a cartoon, I think we would see the cartoon character, if you were a cartoon character, grab the guitar, bing on the head of the guy, or the, the other cartoon character, and, and now back to sleep. But that is in cartoons and obviously never, <laughs> never do of something like this. No, no. that no. was just a joke. So <laughs> what I think you should do is tell him, listen, I love my sleep. No need for the serenade before 6 p.m. at night. From now on, no more serenading with the guitar ever again in the morning. Why I love you? Because you love me, you're not going to do it again. But oh, that's good. So use, use that angle. He's going to say, but I love you. He said, because you love me, you're never going to do it again until 6 p.m. And actually, you tell him, you know, maybe once in a while to use, but not abuse. I love you, honey, and you go on with your day. That's so great. You give the best advice. I didn't even think of that. Well, listen, <laughs> I do what I can myself, so I understand. But I love my sleep too, Claire, so I know what would come to my mind and the ideas what to do. But we're going to do it very softly, smoothly, but straight to the point, okay? Okay, thank you so much, Simon. You are welcome, Claire. Have a good night. Thank you for calling. Thank you. You too. No, more generally, what should you do when your partner is doing something annoying but super cute? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever been in a relationship where 
just like my last caller, Claire, her boyfriend would wake up in the morning with serenade, with a guitar. Sadly, he was a very bad singer and a bad guitar player. And so um, that led me to this question, what should you do if your partner is doing something romantic, but it gets on your nerves bad? Has that, has that ever happened to you? Because I mean, if, if, if something like this happens, you've got only two choices, right? You can pretend it's okay because it's cute and sweet, but for how long can you take it before you lose your mind? So I got a story, so please don't make fun of me, but I got a story where I lost it completely. It's way back when, coming up next. So I'm going to tell you a story, and, and like always, don't do like me, do better than me, it applies. I had a lovely girlfriend who uh, had a, a thing for spicy food. And if you know me, like my team, you know, Adam and Gio and others know me, I, I never eat spicy food, I have a delicate stomach. But that girlfriend thought that the spicier the better. And me, being insecure and goofy, I didn't want to tell her that my stomach suffers. So I had to endure for two months terrible stomach pains and consequences. You get my drift. Until I lost it. And I don't know what happened. It was too, just too spicy. I was burning. And I said, what the heck is going on with you and the spicy food? And I regretted the minute I said it because she cried. And I said, I'm sorry. She said, well, you don't like my spicy food, she have told me. I said, I didn't want to you know, hurt your feelings. And the lesson learned is, don't in the name of love let anything happen that gets on your nerves for too long. Because then you're going to resent your partner. So don't do like me. Don't wait for months. Speak up nicely, softly, but make it stop. Otherwise, it's going to hurt the relationship. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kerry. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on? So my boyfriend and I have been spending a lot of time together uh, with everything that's happened this year. And recently, we've kind of come into a position where we don't have a lot to talk about at the end of the day. Um, so that's been kind of a struggle because when you spend all day together, then you don't have yeah. stories to come home and tell each other. So <laughs> how do we spice things up in our conversations uh, with that being our present circumstance? No, no, I totally understand it. Believe me, uh, I think there's millions and millions in the same spot than you and your partner, right? I mean, this, this is it's what it is. Now, uh, do you have a car? I do, yes. All right. So, I mean, just curious, I mean, why not take separately road trips, uh, disappear for the whole afternoon or um, have dinner outside uh, by yourself in the car uh, and just have, because the only way we need oxygen in the relationship is to oxygen ourselves outside the home. And so my uh, idea tonight for you is take your car and then your partner can take the car to one just, and then you guys take road trips separately. You, do, you know, you, you insist on doing things separately for as long as we have to, but it's hopefully not too long, but I think it's a secret. Do things separately, and I, who uh, is also always worried to uh, get sick, so far so good, I say, you know, just take the car and go. Go see things, take a picnic by yourself without your partner, and then come home. That's a really good idea. Thank you so much. I mean, it, it's just what it is. I, you know, I wish I had more options, yeah. but because the pandemic, we are limited... So that's, that's, I have a car, uh, it, it saved me for the last, and I've been by myself with my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, for about a year, and the road trip every afternoon by myself without the teddy bear 
a lifesaver. So that's my recommendation, all right? Thank you. That's great. Bye-bye, Simon. Coming up, we're going to go listen to Kathleen's voicemail because her guy apparently wants to do something. I don't know what it is, but she's worried. Her voicemail is next. So if you have a question for me, and I mean 24-7, 365, don't stay alone with it. Just leave me a voicemail, and I'll play it on air, just like for Caitlin's. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. This is Caitlin. And um, I have a kind of, I think, weird question. Um, so I just started dating this guy, um, and, you know, he and I, we talked about our past relationship, and he had um, a couple of issues with other um, women cheating on him in the past. Um, so he suggested that, like, we install this GPS app on our phones um, so that we just, like, know where each other are at all times. And, like, you know, I don't really, like, have a problem with that per se because, like, you know, I've, I've never cheated on anybody and that's, I don't know. And I, like, want to help him get over this trust issues and I want, you know, to build that good foundation in this new relationship. But I don't know if I should. Kathleen, thank you for the voicemail. Yeah, should you let your partner put a GPS tracker on yours and uh, their phones? Uh, well, I'll tell you what I think. Coming up next. So if you're dating somebody insecure um, because past experiences and so on, would you let or should you let them uh, put a GPS tracker on your phone and theirs? Should you do that? My answer is absolutely not. Because a GPS tracker is a leash electronic. And I'm going to ask you right now, would you let your partner have you on the leash all day long? Because really, GPS tracker is an electronic digital leash on your partner. And I said, no, 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 no leash, no GPS tracker. If you can't trust your partner, you have no business dating your partner. There is no love without trust. Geez, that would make me furious if anybody brought that idea to me for me. I was what? If you don't trust me, don't date me. That's it. That's my answer, Caitlin. Tell him, no way. Got to trust you, really. Uh, you call the next. Bonjour, Tamara. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So, I understand you have a wonderful love story to share. Please, I am all ears. Most people might think, not think it's a great love story, but I do. Because my partner and I... We were together for a really, really long time. Then we got engaged, and we stayed engaged for a while, and that felt really great. And then we just both mutually came to the decision that we didn't, we didn't need a piece of paper. We didn't even want a piece of paper. And to me, kind of the most beautiful and romantic part of that is that, you know, we... We wake up every day and we choose to be in the relationship that we're in. And I think that's hot. I like it. And, and, and how does that make you feel? You know, I was a really squirmish person when it came to commitments and relationships. And uh -huh. so the idea of marriage really does, did and does scare me. Yeah. Um, but this idea that, that we're, we're just literally going to take it one day at a time and, and love each other and, and choose. And that, to me, yep. it opened up so much just freedom and respect for me. Uh -huh. 
I understand. It's, it's well said. Thank you so much. It's a great story, actually. It's, it's inspirational, so I, I, I dig it. Thank you very much, Tamara, for sharing that story, and have a good night. Thank you so much. Would you ever consider being in a non-monogamous relationship? <laughs> Let's talk about that next. Would you ever consider being in a non-monogamous relationship? I want to ask you this question because it has come up on my show over the last couple of years. Some people are into that. So uh, I posted on my social media at Monivu Radio. 26% of you voted yes. I would consider being in a non-monogamous relationship. 74% of you voted no. I will not consider what I call an open relationship or a menage à trois. Thank you for voting. And most of all, thank you for spending this late night with me. Merci beaucoup. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.